are here with a follow lifetime preview. We're talking about the lifetime movies. They're the last movies uh, from the major networks to start, and uh, they start on the fifth of November. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Jax is here. Hello, City Girls Pod reunited. As yes. we take a hiatus, <laughs> we're just going to be talking some Christmas. Yes, uh, are you excited for some lifetime movies coming up? I am. I like the way Lifetime is like, no, no, no. We're not worried about doing it in October. We're yeah. we're okay. We've got our like thriller stuff all through Halloween. We're going to start November. I kind of respect their game. Like we're not going to play the same game that Hallmark and Great American Family is doing yeah. and stuff. I, I mean, bold move. We'll see how it works out. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. They always have some some interesting creative ideas at Lifetime, and uh, they're they're not doing a movie every day, but they are doing these like long weekends. That's kind of their strategy. Yes, and you know I will say as a you know as a Hallmark girl myself, where my love and allegiance usually lies, I do just want to give it up to Lifetime for being the first to really pave the way for more diversity in all ways that we've mm-hmm. seen on their network. So kudos to lifetime hallmarks doing a great job of catching up but lifetime did it first yeah that's true it's no doubt about it and they did not have a great year last year so they need to rebound and true true <laughs> that the, there's really only one that i really loved last year from lifetime which is the ghost of christmas past uh which uh it was really fun uh, and very underrated because it, it went on on like a Tuesday night. And so n- nobody really saw it. That was the problem with that strategy. But this time they're doing like uh, they have uh, a movie on the 10th, the 11th, the 12th, the 13th. Uh, so these like four day weekends. Um, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that works for them. They have like the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th. These kind of four day groupings. It's, it's always interesting strategy. to see how these exactly like thinking about strategy. It's always interesting to see how these networks move things around. Like I think it was Hallmark in 2019. They were like doubling up and then they were like, no, we're, they, they move things around a bunch even after they yeah. announced it. And yeah, I always find it fascinating the ratings game with this because everyone's just still trying to figure it out. And we're going to have our interview with a executive vice president of uh, head of programming over at Lifetime. Uh, we're going to talk to Amy Winter as our, our tradition. We've had her on every year of the podcast. First, it was for up when she was head of programming there. And now she's a head of programming at Lifetime. We love her. She's an incredible executive. So we're really excited for that. Uh, so we'll hear more insight there. But let's dive in. Well, let's first talk about our, our ranking system. Everybody knows. And we very exciting this year. We have merch that goes along with our ranking system. So if you like the pod and you want to wear your I'm an orange or I'm <laughs> I'm a diamond ring shirts, we've got it. So check in the description for our merch store. But our ranking system for preview is a coal is the lowest, no expectation, no, no excitement. Uh, then a sock is like the next level, little bit of little more excitement. And then an orange is moderately excited, pretty excited. And then diamond ring, of course, is peak excitement. And as we always say, these ratings mean nothing because we haven't seen the movies yet. <laughs> so 
It's just what we're we, feeling about it. It's just on gut instincts. Yes, we've had diamond rings that end up being terrible, and we've had coals that end up being really good. So we don't know. It's just all in fun. It's just to give you a look of what is coming and what we're uh, what we're hopeful for. So let us know your uh, rankings in the comment section uh, or on Twitter, and uh, let's let's dive in. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. All right. First, we have Mary Swissmas, and this is on the 5th of November, and it stars Tim Rosan and Jody Sweeten, director John LeCure, and writer Lauren Balson Carter. Says, after her best friend Beth starts dating her ex, Jesse, Alex travels to spend Christmas with her mother, Caroline who is opening an inn in Switzerland. Quickly, she finds out that Jesse and Beth are also visiting for the inn's opening, but things get a little easier when she meets Liam, a single father and the manager of the inn. So my, a couple questions I have with this, is Liam like an expat or is he like a, is he Swiss? Yeah, I'm curious about that as well. I'm sort of hoping he's an expat only not that I don't have faith in Tim Razan, but I always find like if they have to sustain an accent, sometimes they're questionable. And I say that as an actor myself to sustain an accent that you're not super duper comfortable with. Some people are great, but it always makes me go like, huh. Yeah. We can't all be Meryl Streep. I mean, so she's the best at accents. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, that's my only, I'm just wondering about this. Uh, and so I guess Jesse and Ben are there for, um, I mean, Jesse and Beth, sorry, I guess Jesse and Beth are there. Uh, and so I don't know if she's going to have like some rivalry or there'll be like miscommunication or something like that. Yeah. Uh, what where... fun antics will occur. Yes. <laughs> that Liam will probably think that she's getting back together with jesse at some point mm-hmm. but uh she's really not there'll be some kind of miscommunication uh but of course he's a you know it sounds like he might be a hot widower well i was gonna father. say single dad you know what that means perhaps a matchmaking child and even <laughs> if the child is not a matchmaking child i bet it's a cute cute kid yeah and this one i believe did play in canada last year oh, so it's a holdover yeah. i'm pretty sure so that means that they liked it, you know, and then starting off their season and, you know, it's an acquisition. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, Jody's Jody Sweeten and Tim Razan seem like a good match to me. I mean, for me, this one's a diamond ring. I really like Jody Sweeten. I think she's a great actress. And I also think she's an incredible person and activist. Like I just love her entire mm-hmm. vibe and being in person. Tim Razan, I really enjoy as an actor as well. But for me, Jody Sweeten all the way, this is a, a diamond ring for sure. Well, it, I guess in Canada, it was called a Christmas in Switzerland. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Mary Smithmas. I like and Mary Smithmas is kind of cheeky yeah. and funny. I'm like, sure. Although it would be a really hard name to say if you had a stutter. I'm just thinking of like... that. Even without a stutter, Mary, Mary Smithmas is kind of hard. Mary <laughs> it's kind of tricky to say anyway. It's a simple warm up. Uh-huh. 
yeah, I think this looks, this looks good. I'm, I'm a little hesitant to go diamond ring right out of the gate. Uh, but, uh, I, I think I will go orange, but yeah, yeah I like, I like Jody, uh, for the most part. I, I, I feel like they'll have pretty good chemistry. Yeah. So yeah, the plot seems kind of basic, but it could have, they could have fun with the whole Swiss element of it. I think. Yeah. I think sometimes like for me, if I don't know and love the actors already, the plot better be pretty intriguing. This one, I'm not like, oh my gosh, that's the best plot I've ever heard, but I've never been disappointed with Jodie Sweetin. Yeah. All right. So we have next well-suited for Christmas. This is on the 6th and it's Mercedes de la Zarda, Franco Lopresti and Javier Sotelo director Michelle Olette and writer W. Stewart. After fashion designer Rachel Roca signs up for a design competition, she's tasked with creating a tuxedo for one of the city's most eligible bachelors, Brett Stone, for a Christmas charity gala. This seems like it's barely a Christmas movie. I mean, yes, <laughs> that's my only concern. I don't know. What do you think? So this one... um. I don't think I'm like, oh, Christmas vibes, like you said, but I love the whole eligible bachelor thing, fashion industry. I kind of, I don't know, but I'm like, maybe it's kind of like a bad boy bachelor who just can't settle down, which I think that kind mm-hmm. of thing is kind of fun to play with, with the banter. So this one for me is an orange, like I, cause it's not going to give me the Christmas feels yeah. that I think I want for a Christmas movie, but I actually think that the plot sounds like it's going to be pretty intriguing and in my mind's eye I think good banter perhaps with the the dynamic what, yeah. what are you feeling yeah I and Franco Lopresti is very dreamy so yeah. that's enough for me <laughs> she'll have a meal with anybody folks <laughs> I mean if I knew this this well actually ooh, the writer is Ooh, maybe I won't give it, maybe I'll give it a sock. The writer did warming up to you, which I did not like at all. Um, and then she did one called maps and mistletoe. And that was the weirdest movie. <laughs> it was about like, they were supposedly modern characters and one was an explorer and the other was a map maker. I'm like, that's not jobs that exist in 2022. Oh, that's curious. I mean, we could have just set it in a different time and we would have been okay with it. Yeah. That. I was like, who's explore? What? There's cool, nothing left cool, to cool. explore. Everything's been found. We don't even use real maps anymore. I like yeah. that. Was such, yeah. So I'm going to give it a sock, but I, you know, I like Franco. He's really great. So yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> okay. Then we have Christmas on Mistletoe Lake, and this is on the 10th, and it's Janelle Williams and Corey Sevier, who's like the king of Christmas this year. Sure is. Yes. And interior designer Riley finds herself this Christmas in the town of Mistletoe Lake with no place to stay. She accepts an offer from Ray to stay in his boat, helping him renovate the boat for the town's Christmas Harbor Festival. So that sounds very basic i mean i guess the yes. only the only novel thing is that it happens to be a boat i guess and we're supposed to be really excited about that. yeah yeah <laughs> but it basic. is Rob, robin dune writer director 
Here's Anna. And like you bunch. said, Cora Sevier is like the, the king of Christmas. Uh, I don't know much about Janelle Williams, but looking at her Instagram right now, she's very pretty. She is so very pretty. So that's nice. And this was also a Canadian movie last year. Oh. So like if you look, you can tell because it has a poster that's not a lifetime poster. That's not a lifetime poster. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, this this does seem fairly, yeah, Corey knows what he's doing. Janelle's pretty. I mean. I would say this one. I I probably would give this one also an orange because I'm optimistic about it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it'll be pretty basic, but basic can be fun. I have no problem with that if it's done well. Uh, so I, yeah, I guess I would probably give this like, I'd give it like a nice pair of socks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello. Hello. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And we have a podcast called One Kiss Means Forever. Do you love made for TV rom coms? Are you obsessed with Hallmark and all the Hallmark inspired copycats that have come out on other platforms like Netflix? And while being obsessed, do you know that these are not what one might call quality films? <laughs> if so, come listen to our podcast. Each episode, we discuss one movie that did not have a theatrical release and always ends in a happily ever after. And how do we know it will end in a happily ever after? Because one kiss means forever, of course. So join us as we deep dive into each movie for about 45 minutes. Episodes drop every other Thursday, except during the very elongated Hallmark Christmas season when we join the Christmas craze and go weekly for about two and a half months. Bye! Bye. Then we have, on the 11th, Dog Days of Christmas, Georgia Flood, Ezekiel Simet. Blake helps three stray dogs get adopted while home for the holidays when she runs into local veterinarian and former high school debate partner, Dylan Hawks, the duo team up to save an animal rescue. I feel like we're getting a lot of debate partners. I was just thinking that. (laughs) And Rachel, here's the thing. I love animals. I love rescue. My cat's rescued it doesn't always play for me in the movies. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I love seeing the dogs running around. And it's like, I like movies with animals, very much so. Like, even if if the animal's like a main character. But I think like the whole animal shelter, the whole movie revolving around it, it doesn't usually like push my buttons in a good way. So I actually gonna, I'm gonna give this one a nice pair of socks as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean- I don't know either of these actors either and there isn't an IMDb for it, which is weird. So I'm thinking this is some kind of acquisition. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I I think it's hard because the nine lives of Christmas kind of set the bar high, very high for uh, so right. And like, I freaking love that one. Like to me, that feels like a movie about so many other things rather than that. And then it's like other ones tried to do it and didn't yeah. really do it when they lean on the dogs and <laughs> too much in the script. Yeah. We don't too know true. the writers of this. There's just not a ton going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd give it kind of 
a cold dusted sock. It just yeah. doesn't <laughs> interest me that much. A cold dusted sock. <laughs> Plus dog Rachel. days. Aren't dog days like when people say it's the dog days of summer? Isn't that like bad? It's like the I I always isn't that an expression to be like the the worst the in the like thick of things the dog days you're right because dog days are over that song is like we've gotten through the worst of it right actually I'm just gonna google what dog days (laughs) I I thought it was I think you're right yeah like the dog dog days or dog days of summer are the hot sultry days of summer yep which to me is not good oh also or if you're if you're not talking about summer it's a period of stagnation or inactivity. Yeah. So they didn't think this through. No, they did not. <laughs> oh. They worked up these titles so much too that I'm like, come on. You know what? I'm going to go to Cole. It's a Cole. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the dogs will be cute, but the dogs will be cute. You need to give me more summary writers. Yeah. And- come on, peeps. <laughs> come on. Okay. Uh, what did you say? So I, I said just regular socks, but then it was cute the way you said cold dusted socks. And I feel that's actually more accurate to how I feel. So I'm going to steal that from okay, you. Okay, good. All right. So we have Reindeer Games Homecoming. This is on the 12th. It stars Sarah Drew, Justin Bruning, director Brian Herzlinger, writer, writer Sarah Drew. Very exciting. She told us about this at, at um, not Comic-Con, ChristmasCon. Uh, that is her first ever writing project. So that's very cool. And uh, it's Mackenzie Graves, a brilliant biology teacher in Vermont, recently lost her father, who was a beloved fire chief who ran the holiday fundraising tradition, the Reindeer Games. As she usually competes in his place this year, she's shocked to see fading Hollywood star and high school crush Chase Weston return home and is roped into competing. So if there was, if there was a movie that doesn't, that deserves a diamond ring more than this, I don't know what it is because I mean, I love Sarah. She's 100%. So my favorite, I love Christmas pen pals. One of my all time favorite Christmas TV movies. I just love her. And I love her in, um, twinkle all the way. Another one that I love also directed by Brian Herzlinger. I love him. He's a great director. We've had him on the podcast multiple times. And, uh, I mean, Justin Brenning, sweet Magnolias, super hot. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the plot sounds fun. Uh, it's always the Hollywood star coming in, you know, the high school crush. Uh, you can bet this will be Anne, a co-host Anne's favorite movie because she loves yes. that trope. Yes. Um, it's a good trope. It is a good trope. And uh, so I'm, I'm all in uh, that, uh, that I think it's, it sounds great. So diamond yeah. ring for me. 100% diamond ring for me too. Sarah Drew is fantastic. And this, I would give it a diamond ring. I'm very led by how I feel about the actors sometimes. But this one, even if Sarah Drew didn't star in it and write in it, the plot actually does sound really interesting to me. So yeah, this is definitely a diamond ring for me as well. All right. So then we have Six Degrees of Santa. This on the 13th. It's Catherine Davis, Steve Lund, director Michael Kennedy, writer Shannon Latimer. Christmas enthusiast Harper is the creator of a program, Six Degrees of Santa, where Santas give a gift and set of instructions to be passed along and eventually re-gifted. When her 
when her reaches an internet entrepreneur, Jason, he's convinced that the original Santa might be his soulmate. So what do you, I'll go with you first on this one. Um, I'm a fan of Steve Lund, but I will say that for me, just this plot, I don't think other people will like it, but I, this is so my jam. I just love this idea. Yeah. The six degrees of Santa. It feels like a little bit of a mystery, a little bit of a game. I don't know how big the Christmas feels are going to be. And it doesn't feel like there are a lot of tropes in it, um, which I usually like, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, this isn't like a huge multi-carat diamond ring, but it's still a diamond ring for me. I'm glad to hear that because I am also diamond ring on this one. Really? Oh, good. Yes, because I love Catherine Davis. I think she is an absolute delight. I love Christmas on Fifth Avenue. Last year, one of my favorite Christmas TV movies ever. It's so good. And so I'm just like invested in her career. Yes. <laughs> She's so great. And I, I feel like she'll have good chemistry with Steve Lund and- I like the story. It's kind of a fun idea, sort of like the, you remember when that whole red paper clip thing was, it was a thing. Yeah. And that people would pass it on and it would keep growing and growing and follow it all the way until it was like a a yacht, like crazy what would happen. Uh, But, um, uh, but anyway, it kind of feels like a Christmas version of that in Mm -hmm. a way. Like starts and you keep re-gifting it and, and, and following it. So that sounds fun. And writer shannon latimer who did ghost of christmas past which was my favorite from lifetime last year so i love her and she's she is our guest this month for our patron watch along uh so if you are we're gonna watch ghost of christmas past which was so fun last year and uh, so i just love her she's a really good person and a really good writer uh so there's just no reason not to be pumped about this one yeah it's gonna be a good one ring all right, then we have Sweet Navidad on the 17th. Uh, Camilla Banus, Mark Hopka, pastry chef Carmen dreams of opening her own Puerto Rican-influenced bakery like the one her family owned on the island. In the meantime, she showcases her treats at a local coffee shop. When lo- hotel owner Victor Flores discovers Carmen's talents, he invites her to apply for a position as pastry chef for his hotel's holiday gala. Knowing other applicants will have culinary school backgrounds as opposed to her homegrown skills, Carmen reluctantly applies. When she's accepted, she she's paired with Chef Jocks to create the perfect holiday menu, but the two do not mix well. Carmen is messy and cooks from the heart. Jocks is a perfectionist fixated on technique. As they race against the clock to assemble their intricate holiday menu, sparks fly, and they realize they might have more to learn from one another than they initially thought. <laughs> so first when i was starting to read this i thought oh she's gonna end up with uh victor flores the hotel owner recognizes her talents mm-hmm. but maybe he's like older or something because it sounds like then it's going to be this jocks guy yeah it sounds i mean i wonder yeah, if that's the mark triangle. yeah yeah probably it's you know i'm not you know baking is a big um thing in these movies and i like it but it's not one of my main things that i like love like it's not a thing that i get super excited about profession wise although Mm -hmm. this this one sounds like it's a very interesting cultural aspect to it and also the fact that they are such rivals and i love the sort of like because i relate to being really messy and all over the place so for me this one i think is going to be an orange 
Yeah, I'm feeling her orange too. I think it could be a like a hidden gem, be a big surprise because they look really cute in yes. the picture. Like we don't have a poster, but the picture they have uh, in the parade article looks really cute. And uh, so, uh, you know, that could be fun. And like the banter between them is he's a perfectionist and she's messy. And so that, you know, could be, could be fun. So I agree in orange, I think for this one. So let's see. Okay. Then we have a country Christmas harmony uh, on the 18th. It stars Brooke Elliott and Brandon Quinn and Edmund and Enton and Gary Enton are the, uh, writers directors okay it's country superstar chrissy kessler is forced by her record executive to return to the hometown she left behind to perform a live christmas concert while home she runs into her ex and perform former performing partner luke covington who she left behind years ago so i i'm going to have to go diamond ring on this one because i love brooke elliott so much and to have a sweet magnolia's uh, reunion her and Brandon Quinn we already know they have good chemistry they have great chemistry on the show so uh you know and to hear them both sing I guess I don't know if Brandon can sing but I guess I mean Luke Covington great name for a country person so country star <laughs> and uh, I mean we know that Brooke is a great singer she's more Broadway person but I'm sure she can do country uh so uh we get a live Christmas concert and I mean uh, this, uh, second chance romance is always fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm in diamond ring. I love country music. I grew up on country music and there's no country music. I love than country at Christmas. So uh, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm going to also go diamond ring. Yeah. 19th. We have Santa boot camp and the stars Rita Moreno, Emily Kinney, Melissa Jarrett, Winokur, uh, directed by Melissa Joan Hart and writer Michael J. Murray. Event planner Emily Strauss is sent to Santa boot camp to find the perfect Santa for mall magnet Ed Mancini's Christmas. While there, she meets Belle, the boot camp's drill sergeant with a heart of gold, who helps Emily rediscover the magic of Christmas. <laughs> I mean Santa boot camp. That sounds pretty fun. Santa boot camp, baby. <laughs> um, I mean, I He's got a drill. They even got a drill sergeant. <laughs> drill sergeant, Santa boot camp. Look, Melissa Joan Hart does not play around. She's like the queen of lifetime. So I, yeah, I think whatever true. project she's involved in, it sounds good. So my yeah. tendency would be like big fat orange. Um, but the fact that it's Melissa Joan Hart makes me think that they're putting a lot of like money and resources behind it. So I would say big, big fat orange close to a diamond ring, but not quite, but I think it could be when I see it. What do you think? Well, my only concern is that Melissa Joan Hart's movie, I don't think she actually directed it. Let me see. Her movie for Lifetime last no actually was directed by Kelly Martin. Her movie last year what? for Hallmark, I, I mean for Lifetime, was so bad. Uh, in Mistletoe in Montana, it was like watching somebody's home videos, but less fun. It was so, but less fun. <laughs> it's really bad. I that actually so. blows my. I didn't see that one, but that blows my mind that it wasn't that great, especially with the fact that Kelly Martin directed. I know it was rough it was a difficult 
said. Um, but I mean, this Rita Moreno mm-hmm. uh, is going to, I hope that she's in it for more than just like a cameo of, uh, as this drill Santa boot camp drill sergeant. But I really love Emily Kinney too. I think she's so sweet. Uh, and she hasn't, I feel like she hasn't done one of these for a long time. Of course, she did Love oh. on the Sidelines, which I feel like is one of the most divisive Hallmark movies. People either really enjoy it or hate it. But I like I it. Do you it. like it? Yeah, I do. I like it. He's kind of a pig, but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Fine with it. He gets uh, but I like her, and I like Marissa Jarrett Winokur. She's great. Uh, Patrick Cassidy can be charming. Um, so even though I hated her movie last year, I'm willing to give this an orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Then we have a show topping Christmas. This is on the 20th and it's Jamie Perez, Thomas McDonald, Riley Burdett, the artistic director of the Onada theater in Massachusetts learns that the theater's Scrooge like owner, Regina is preparing to close. She calls upon the ghosts of Regina's past, present, and future to change her mind. Meanwhile, Riley casts a big TV star, Sam Palmer, who has moved to the area to escape as Bob Cratchit in A Christmas Carol. So everybody is kind of obsessed with Christmas Carol this year. Like there are a ton of like Scrooge arcs going on in over at Hallmark. We see here, we've got like a Christmas, uh, Christmas Carol Christmas or something like that uh, over at, um, Hallmark, we've got just a lot of Scrooge stuff happening. So what do you think about this? So I, I'm very into the Christmas Carol story and I usually think it's interesting what people do with it, but more intriguing for me, anytime you bring in a theater and then you bring in a big TV star to be in that theater show, you're singing my song. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, please all day long. So I'm going to give this one a, a, a tinier diamond ring. Because I just love the premise of it taking place at a theater. What about you? Yeah, I think so. I think this is also a Canadian one, the one that, one that aired on Canada um, TV last year. I could be wrong, but I think it did. And I, 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 I think I would be more excited if I really knew either of these leads. I yes. don't know them, but that doesn't mean they can be awesome. Look at Christmas on Fifth Avenue. Uh, so yeah, I, and I love Christmas Carol and I love that story. So I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to give it a hopeful orange. Let's, let's see. Rachel's going to bestow a hopeful orange. It's not one of, hopefully it's not one of those oranges that you peel and it's like bland and gross. That's Ew, the worst. Yeah. Or like, kind of like smells funny inside. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like, why did I do this? What happened yes. here? All right. So then we have Baking All the Way on the 24th. Uh, Corey Lee, Yannick Bisson. Uh, he, Yannick directed the movie, writer Courtney McAllister. When Julia Wilson, an accomplished pastry chef, heads to a small town to com- complete her Christmas cookbook, she butts head with Chris Thompson, the owner of the town's bakery. And I'm really excited for Corey Lee. She's so sweet and so, so kind. So I'm, I'm very thrilled for her it looks like colin mockery's in this movie as well according to the picture and i think that this is also one that was in canada it has one of those other posters um so yeah i uh I, i'm looking forward to 
it just for Corey's sake. There is a big age difference. There's a big age difference between Corey and Yannick. Um, so that's, I don't know, ideal, I guess. But I, I, I'm still hopeful it'll be fun. Yeah, I, I mean, to echo your sentiments exactly, I really like Corey. I'm not sold on this plot at all. Um, Again, just me and the baking, you know. Yeah, because Yannick is 53 and Corey oh, is 37. Corey. I was going to say Corey looks even younger than 37. Yeah. Um, yeah, she does kind of have that like young face, baby yeah, face. Very youthful. She, I mean, she's such an incredible actress. And I'm so glad to see her um, lead this one. So I'm going to give it um, to take your words from the last one, a hopeful orange, <laughs> even though like I'm not so stoked on the plot. Yeah, I mean, the plot's pretty basic. But uh, but it's interesting that Yannick directed it. So that's always, that usually is a good thing, hopefully. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a sock, but I'm really hopeful for Corey that it's, that it's a, that it's very good. Yeah, me too. Cause yeah. I mean, I know she'll be good in it. Yeah. So that's good. All right. Uh, 25th, we have stepping into the holiday, Sherry O'Terry, Jana Kramer, Mario Lopez, director David Kendall and writer Aliza Marietta and Peter Marietta follows former Broadway star, Billy Holiday who meets Ray, the charismatic owner of a local dance studio. And after Billy volunteers to help Ray with a dance recital fundraiser, their collaboration clicks and romantic sparks start flying. My only concern with this is that you don't have a single mention of Christmas in that summary. So it makes me think this is going to be very Christmas light. Agreed. But for me, it's it's flipping Sherry O'Terry and we've got a Broadway star. So again, it's pushing all of my buttons and things I like. Do I think that I would like this movie at any time of the year and it doesn't sound very Christmassy? Yes. So I'm going to I'm going to give it. Um... Man, I really like Sherry O'Terry, though. Um, and speaking of Sex in the City, this has Mario Cantone, who plays Anthony on sex city so okay then i absolutely have to give a diamond ring it's a diamond ring but i don't it may not give me christmas feels but you know what there's plenty of other movies on during this time on lifetime (laughs) and other networks that will yeah i mean i don't know if i can go full diamond ring just because mario lopez and jenna kramer seem like a interesting match to me i don't know if i'm feeling the chemistry but who knows? They could be great. I like them both individually. I'm just, I don't know why. I totally but. hear you on that. I feel like, which which is kind of funny to say about a Christmas movie, like a, a, a Christmas romantic comedy should have Christmas and romance and comedy. And for me, it's like this one probably just has one out of the three <laughs> real, but it's so, it's so yeah, great. Yeah. that I'm like, that's fine. I'll just take that. Yes. So I, yeah, I will give it an orange, uh, but uh, it, uh, it's, it's again a very hopeful orange. So hopeful see. orange. Rachel loves her hopeful orange. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Then we have the days of Christmas Eve. This is on the 26th. It stars Kelsey Grammer and Spencer Grammer. Uh, when Brian Conway, a successful businessman whose family relationships have suffered, gets in a car accident on Christmas Eve, Santa gives him 12 chances to redo the holiday and repair the relationships in his life, including with his daughter, Michelle. 
so obviously this is a father daughter situation. Uh, and I, I, you know, I like Kelsey Grammer. He did do that pretty bad Christmas movie last year for, um, uh, Netflix. I think it was on Netflix. The, uh, you know, that one about the big family thing it was in Britain. Remember? Yeah. So that one was an ever loving disaster, <laughs> which was so crazy. And it had because... this like amazing cast. <laughs> oh, that was like, I was trying to figure out why that was so bad, but it's just cause it was bad. Like everything about <laughs> yeah. it was bad with amazing people. It was yeah. like, what happened here? It's true. It's true. Uh, so we'll, we'll give him another chance. I mean, this is a pretty basic plot. But the fact is, they're really the only thing special standing out is father-daughter. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to give it up to Lifetime. They're they're bringing in some really good people. Um, so yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a a little a little cutie orange, the little cuties. All right. Yeah. Did I say what I was? I'm, no. Uh, okay. I'm gonna give it a sock, but I uh. You know, I hope it'll be good. Uh, I want all these movies to be good. Okay, yeah. then we have on the 27th, Christmas Spark, Jane Seymour, Joe Lando, uh, director Rhonda Baraka, writer Irene Donahue. It tells the story of recently widowed Molly who decides to visit her daughter for Christmas. She signs on to direct the town's Christmas pageant and falls for Hank, the town's most eligible bachelor. So I think you're going to be hard pressed to find somebody that's a Christmas movie fan. That's not going to go diamond ring on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only because of the reunion of Jane Seymour and Joe Lando, which is very fun from uh, Dr. Quinn, yes. but also for me, at least writer, Irene Donahue, I really enjoy. Uh, I loved a sugar and spice holiday that she did uh, in 2020. That one was so good. Uh, and so I, I really enjoy her. Uh, and she brought a lot of wit uh, to that movie, like her, it, her comparing everybody to Christmas pastries, you know, and that was just very funny. And uh, so I, I think she'll bring a lot to this as well. I think the title's a snooze, a Christmas spark, but that's okay. I can handle that. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to give this a diamond ring. Yeah, diamond ring for me too. And why don't they rename it? Because it just it's it's always funny to me. They will always do this, and I'm sure it's for like SEO and algorithm. And but they always make generic titles, which is like the opposite of usually what titles are. Titles yeah. are usually like broad enough that it's not <laughs> excruciatingly specific, but at least makes you like know what it is and i don't know it's like made for tv movies don't do that and it annoys the heck out of me well and sometimes it doesn't have anything to do at all nope. <laughs> the the movie. Nope. like it's so like, look, even like, movies that i really love like i love and adore christmas perfection but it has nothing like i mean i guess she wants the perfect perfect christmas but but like, also that's like so general it should be called like the christmas village or something like that or yes. i don't know like there's... there's some good ones coming up. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but like New Orleans Noel, that tells you things and it's cute and it yeah. doesn't tell the whole plot. But like <laughs> this is like okay, a Christmas spark, cool. Yeah. But yeah, also a diamond ring. Ho ho ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? 
If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. One, we have Serving Up the Holidays. And this stars Britt Irvin and Zach Rorig. Uh, Scarlett, an incredible chef and co-owner of an upscale restaurant, heads to a holiday cooking getaway in a beautiful villa to relearn festive cooking and maybe find love with handsome rival chef from her past. They are really going all out on the chefs. Yeah. A lot of chefs and baking going on. I I don't need it. Please let's do more things at theaters. (laughs) They're either running a pageant or they are in some kind of baking competition <laughs> yeah too many too many this sounds extremely basic i'm gonna give it a call i'm not there's nothing here really yeah nothing there for me either all right so then we have cloudy with a chance of christmas great title love that that is adorable exactly yeah, yeah. uh this on the second bridget torres nicole Bilderback, and brandon quinn back another for brandon Prominent forecaster Bridget Torres visits the magical wintry town of Leavenworth, Washington, and is tasked with announcing a special snowcast at the annual Christmas Eve festival and has brought her boss, Lisa, along. However, her plans are foiled when a talk show host, Drake Kincaid, arrives to join her for the broadcast. (laughs) This sounds cute. This sounds cute. This is an orange for me. I think it sounds really delightful. It's not, it's not one of those that I'm some, some movies I'm like, oh, that was written for me with all my like tastes and things that I like. Like if it's about a theater or magic or something like that, this isn't like particularly something that is like so specific to what I like, but I think it sounds really unique and interesting and fun. And I agree with you, Rachel, that title is stinking adorable. My hope is, is that, uh, with all this snow casting, they'll be like stuck in like a yeah. wintry lodge at some point. With hot I chocolate with big yeah. marshmallows. Drake and- Kincaid. <laughs> Come on. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. So I give this a diamond ring. I'm giving a lot of diamond rings. Too many, probably. No, but it's I really good love Brandon hopeful. Quinn. And because uh, and I don't know Bridget Torres, but I I really do like him on Sweet Magnolias. Yeah. So and the great title, it just sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then on the third, we have New Orleans Noel, Keisha Knight, Pulliam, Brad James, who are a couple in real life, uh, and uh, Patty Labelle. I mean, come on, Patty Labelle. <laughs> Over the holidays, architect and polar opposites Grace and Anthony are hired to work together on the home of Icon, 
Loretta Brown. However, when Anthony learns Grace is celebrating Christmas alone, he invites her to hit to join his family's celebration. Uh, so this executive produced Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, and this, you know, sounds really fun. I mean, we assume they'll have good chemistry. They're married in real life. Uh, and uh, I bet Patty LaBelle, Patty LaBelle's role is on the small side. Hopefully it won't be as small as in Christmas Everlasting on Hallmark Channel when she literally opened a door. That was her whole role. That was devastating for us <laughs> fans of Patty LaBelle, which yeah. is spoiler alert, like everyone likes yeah. Patty LaBelle. He literally is like, welcome to my home. And that was it. So Lifetime, we hope that you take note and use the talents of the divine Ms. Patty LaBelle better than the Hallmark Channel did. Um, I'm going to definitely give this one a diamond ring. I, I, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg executive produced it. I love Keisha and I them. I think that Patty LaBelle, I just think that this one is going to hit um, all my buttons, pushing them all again. And I love New Orleans. Yeah. Also Elise Murray, our good friend, she co-wrote this. Oh, she's so, uh, so great. And she's from New Orleans. She grew up in Louisiana. So that's exciting. I um, like that too. That means little Easter eggs and nuggets of stuff that's like very authentic will be in there. Yeah. Also, Tim Reed is in this, uh, who was in, um, you know, like Sister, Sister yes. and everything. So uh, a lot to be excited about. I'm going another diamond ring. I'm just throwing them all over the place. Proposing all for the place. We're rich. <laughs> Uh, all right then we have mary texmas this is on the fourth i hate that name mary texmas uh but it's ariano ron pedrick and rodrigo massa it's gabby an app developer from austin texas and the last unmarried sibling in her family heads to her abuela's house in oaxaca mexico for the holidays when she accidentally adds alex alvarado a graphic designer who's lost touch with his own Mexican roots to the family group chat. Her family invites him to come along for the holidays. So this is interesting because it sounds like it's not an, it's another along with new Orleans, Noel, another non snowy uh, Christmas movie. Yeah. I think this one sounds interesting to me. I'm going to give it an orange. Um, I, I think there's something kind of fun about inviting someone to the group chat. It seems unique. Like, I think it'll be a culturally different, interesting story to tell. Um, so yeah. I'm interested to see where it goes. Me too. I actually, I think that as much as I think the title is cringe, I like this idea for a plot. It sounds like it could be fun. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm going to give it an orange as well. All right. Then we have Sensational sensational christmas uh this on the eighth nasneen contractor and mikey selkin uh ellie reddy a beautiful perfumer returns to her festive hometown to create a new holiday scent there she meets handsome bookish writer logan who is staying with her father at the family's historic property so is this one a queer romance no apparently oh wait you're right oh oh With her i can't wait ellie and logan could be a guy or a girl name and so could the other name 
Uh, oh, it looks like, like it's a man. Yeah, it looks like. Why did they say it that way? Yeah. Her. Oh, okay. Sorry. So it's, she's staying. It's it's written confusing. Well, let's it is written confusing. It. So Ellie Reddy, a beauty and perfumer, returns to her festive hometown to create a new holiday scent. There she meets handsome, handsome bookish writer Logan Osborne, who is staying with her father. So meaning Red Ellie Reddy's father at the family's historic property. Okay understand that i have to say one of my least favorite tropes in any of these movies is what i call the scientific farmer (laughs) the whole time like good a little bit of this and a little bit of that and we got to get the perfect perfume by the end oh that's so boring to me i there's (laughs) not that at all uh so for me this is pretty low i think i i mean i like naz nazneen um i like nazneen but uh, I'm going to give this um, coal. I don't think it sounds good. Yeah, for me, this is a pair of cozy socks because I really, really like Nazneen. I don't hate that trope as much as you do, but also like it doesn't, nothing about this interests me other than Nazneen. So because I'm a fan, sure, cozy socks, but I would basically want to put her in anything else i just think that that usually ends up being so boring like is the wine gonna be perfect is the pear gonna be right is the tulips oh (laughs) they the um uh the uh what was it the um flower the um flowers the christmas flowers i can't think all of a sudden i oh um poinsettia poinsettias yeah the poinsettia is gonna be depending on how you say it Oh, that poinsettia. movie, the Poinsettia movie with Bethany Jolens. Do you Joe say Lentz. Poinsettia or Poinsettia? I say Poinsettia. I don't know if that's right. No, but it was boring. Correct. That's all I know. That movie was a snooze. <laughs> it was not good. That we do know. Uh, anyway. Okay. So then we have Recipe for Joy. On the ninth, Aaron Agostino and Dylan Casey, when ambitious food correspondent Carly gets a shot at her own TV show, she's sent to Angel Heights to help attention-shy chef Grant o- o- reopen his family's beloved diner and film it as a holiday special pilot. Uh, eh, this doesn't, again, another chef going on. I mean, this could be cute if they have good chemistry, but I'm going to give it a sock. I I really really love Aaron, so uh, but also I'm very not as you know I'm very not into the baking and the cooking, but I'm slightly more into the fact of like a TV food correspondent. So I'm gonna go with a cutie orange again, a small tiny orange because maybe they'll do magical things with it. Yeah, we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. 
There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. We have Kirk Franklin's The Night Before Christmas uh, starring, this is on the 10th, Naturi, Naughton, Loria, Turner, Luke, James, Aspen, Kennedy, director Talia Brion, writer Tara Knight, Caught in a blizzard on Christmas Eve, a strange mother and daughter, Journey, and Nia are forced to take refuge inside a church. There they meet handsome youth pastor Adam and a heavenly music teacher uh, who must motivate the, the mother and daughter to reconcile their differences. I have to say, I really enjoyed Kirk Franklin's uh, last year. That movie was was really good and had great music. Uh, so uh, just on that alone... I'm going to give it an orange, uh, but you know, I think it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to give this an orange too. I feel like I like the idea of the music and the church and family oriented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I'm optimistic about this one. And it did faith. The the one last year did faith based really well that it was just like a natural part of these people's lives and their Christmas experience. It wasn't really trying. There wasn't an agenda or, uh, you know, trying to, uh, trying to have a ministry of some kind. Uh, so I, I think they, they handled that pretty well. Yeah. I think you have to do it in a very like organic way that is part of the storytelling, which is just Mm -hmm. how it, how that, I mean, that's like a beautiful thing to share with people. So yeah, I think that that definitely optimistic about this one. Yeah. So then we have on the, uh, 11th, we have single and ready to jingle, which great title way to go on the title single and ready to jingle baby so good uh natasha wilson is the star and it's emma warner an svp of successful of a successful toy company in chicago spends all year focusing on christmas and never has time to date while she means to book a non-christmas getaway on a tropical singles resort she accidentally ends up in a town devoted to everything christmas i have to say i love that plot i think that sounds really fun i don't really like the single travel shaming thing going on i don't like that but uh i i think her ending up in this town with everything christmas uh we talked about these ones that are just sort of tangentially christmas this seems like it's gonna be like big christmas uh, i don't know this actress at all uh but i love the title and i think it sounds like a very could be very fun plot yeah, I agree. I think that the whole singles Christmas resort sounds very unique and not like something I remember seeing. So I'm I'm really excited about this one. I give it a big juicy orange. Yeah, me too. All right. Then record break breaking Christmas. This is marker. Ah, what is wrong with me? Next is record breaking Christmas. This on the 15th is Michelle Argus and Andrew Bichelle. Um, I'm not super excited about this one. Um not like a huge fan of, of the, the leading actress of this one. She's beautiful, but she doesn't really like spark me when yeah. I see her in her movies. So, and the, and the plot doesn't intrigue me that much either. So I'm actually going to give this one a call. Yeah. Thanks. I have a, a creative idea. You know, because I feel like we've done Christmas movies on just about everything. I've never seen one on world record holders. I think that sounds kind of fun. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, if it was a star that I really knew, uh, that would definitely bump it big time. Yeah. I would give it an orange. I actually think 
the plot sounds fun. So uh, a Christmas treasure. This is on the 16th. Taylor Frey, Caldine Massey. After a sad death, six six estranged friends come together for one final hometown holiday treasure hunt. As childhood memories are relived, sparks fly between Austin and his former best friend, Everett. Uh, So this one um, now is, hold on just a second. So this is actually a queer story. Yes, which is which is great. I'm real. I mean, I of course representation matters. I'm really excited about this. I like Kyle Dean Massey. Um, I also am okay with stories that are a little bit darker. I like the whole friends coming together thing. Like I, I love that feel. But mm-hmm. it does sound like this one might be pretty sad and a little dark. Um, yeah, I mean, and I'm okay with a, that. But it's kind of a big chill kind of idea with them all coming together for funeral. Uh, and so, yeah, I think this will depend a lot on chemistry. We don't know the writers or anything like that, uh, but I'm going to be hopeful. I'm going to give this an orange. Yeah. I'm going to also give this one an orange. All right. Then we have the holiday dating guide and this stars Maria Menounos and Brent Bailey this on the 17th. And it's dating coach and aspiring book author Abigail is tasked by her publisher, Jack, to prove that her dating advice really works. With that, she decides to make a man fall for her by Christmas Eve in 12 days. When she, uh, Michael, um, let's see here. When she meets Michael Ryan, her single-minded mission takes an unexpected turn. So I have to say, I think that sounds like a pretty fun plot. I don't think that Maria Menounos is the greatest actress. Sorry, Maria. Uh, So I think she's like cute and fun and I like the plot. So I'm hopeful for this one. Yeah. I mean, I I guess I say that I haven't really seen her in a whole lot. So what do I know? Uh, I mean, no, but you, Rachel, you know, you watch a lot of stuff. Like <laughs> sometimes you just know someone like appeals to you. I mean, she's fine doing those uh, newbie ads on the, uh, at the movie theater, but that's literally the only like... point of reference I have for her being cute and fun. So that's, that's yeah. my expert level of expertise on this. I'm going to give it a sock, but I hope that uh, it's a surprise. The plot sounds kind of fun. I'm going to give a little cutie orange. Yeah. 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 All right. Last one. We almost done is. <laughs> Wrapped in Love, this on the 18th. It's Brittany Bristow, Olivia Renaud, uh, and it's Ashley, who has always been the Christmas queen in town, uh, leading all festivities, meets her match in Ben, the handsome new man in town who loves Christmas just as much as she does and begins to steal her thunder. This one, I think, is also was released in Canada last year. Yeah, I feel like I remember seeing pictures of mm-hmm. Brit and Olivia. Am I saying his name right? Olivia? Olivia, Olivia. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no way for me to like really have like a a a sort of unbiased opinion because like I just love Brittany Bristow as a human, as an actress. So I'm super excited for this one. The plot isn't particularly intriguing to me, but um, I'm like diamond ring level excited just because I love her so much. I do love her, and I love Olivia. You know, he was in um. He was in Christmas on Fifth Avenue last year, which I loved so much. And I think he's just super charming. And uh, so he's in a bunch uh, of other movies this season. 
uh, including one that they shot with him and Catherine Davis that they haven't announced yet. Uh, yeah, they, I, I, we thought it was going to be on this lifetime list, uh, and they did one less movie than last year. So they had technically room for one more. So I don't know what happened with them. It's called plane trains and Christmases. And it's, I don't know if we're not going to get some next year or what, but, uh, it's not on any of the slates. So it's very weird. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, maybe Netflix or something will pick it up. I don't know. Would but, love uh, it they did. We thought it was going to be on Lifetime, uh, but I love him. I love Brittany, uh, and uh, this sounds fun. If they bring the humor, the comedy, in, in this kind of plot, uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give it a diamond ring. I'm I'm pretty excited. So, Rachel, you and I are generous. This <laughs> yeah, we give a lot of diamond rings, head. probably more than any others. I didn't give any in the up preview i think i finally once we were finished i was like i better give one so i gave one like should i throw one in there (laughs) yeah so so it's a pretty good lineup uh, for lifetime we're we're hopeful yeah it's a wonderful lifetime it's gonna be fun to cover and uh so let us know what you think if you're listening what ranking you would give and don't forget that we've got the the merch uh up there with our ranking systems you can be you can get your I am a diamond ring shirt and, and all of the other rankings. So check that out in the description. We would sure appreciate it. And Jax, how can people find you? At Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Round Tomatoes. So check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast, a Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, we really could use your ratings and reviews, especially during this holiday season. It only takes a minute of your time. And those five-star reviews really, really, really help people find the podcast. So please, 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 please do that. We also have the Patreon, which you have watch alongs and a lot of other great perks. Uh, so take a look at that. And uh, we again, we have the merch store. So check that out. Uh, and thanks so much, Jax. This was so much fun to get to a preview these movies with you so thanks so much and we'll talk to y'all later merry christmas thanks merry christmas